This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Get ready, San Diego, to be disappointed. Not with us. What? Not with us. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in just a moment. Welcome to the program. Gwen and Chris gets underway for a Thursday. 2.01 is the time. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. I did uh, have some contact with Tony Gwynn Jr. today by what? text. Yes, he got his NFL picks in for uh, week number 11. But uh, <gasps> his vacation continues nonetheless. And uh, we will see him back here on Monday. Until then, it is Scraby and I hanging out with you. Today, a short show. We'll be here until 4.30. And then we will send you out to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, for the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. You know what these two teams were last year, Scraby? AFC, or number one seeds. Yes, they were. They were their respective number one seeds in the AFC and the NFC. Doesn't seem so possible now. No. The way both teams are playing. Although Tennessee is uh, still 6-3. and three. Uh, It's not been a great-looking 6-3 and three for Tennessee. They do get Ryan Tannehill back tonight. And the Packers trying to uh, work their way back from a very slow start. They are 4-6. and six. That will be the matchup tonight on Thursday night football. But... Before we get to Thursday night football, Scraby, I'm telling you, we all have to prepare for the worst. I have no idea what you're talking well, about. Well, yes, you do. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But I don't know where I've you're been, going. I've been, in a, I've been in a down mood about this all week. You've been trying to play the sparky, upbeat, <laughs> positive vibe guy. Okay. But I think you know in your heart that I'm right. And that is that this afternoon we will find out once and for all that Manny Machado is not oh. the National League's most valuable player. Don't be I, like that. Let's speak it into existence. See, that's why I told you he's trying to be the sparky. What if he does feel do good it? Good guy. What if he does do it? What if I, they I'll vote be, him in? I will be beyond pleasantly surprised. But based on the results that have come in so far, first in the Gold Glove. Sham that that was. <laughs> then the silver slugger, which was even more shamful, shamful than the gold for sure, glove. For sure. I don't know if shamful is a word. But, but it I is know, now, and I love but it. I know, but I know that shameful is. Yes. And both of those results were hard to deal with. And, yeah, just the general feel I have on the voting. You know, I mean, for whatever reason, everybody loves the St. Louis Cardinals. 
and doesn't seem to know anything about the San Diego Padres. It's and the craziest though, thing. Even though you've got two Cardinals running against Machado for the MVP award, I I am I'll be honest with you, Scraby, I'm not so worried about him winning because I really don't think he's going to win. I'm worried about him even finishing second. I mean, I can't tell you how annoying this is going to be if both Goldschmidt and Arenado finish ahead of Machado in the MVP ballot. It just defeats the purpose of having an MVP with two guys on the same team being up for the same award. You're trying to tell me that Goldschmidt is the MVP when the guy who finishes second in the running is on his team. Yeah. I know. It's It's, crazy. It's not sensible. It's shameful, but I'm preparing for the worst. And maybe I should try to speak it into existence. Let's do it. But I'm not a believer in being able to speak things into existence, especially when I'm dealing with the dummies that are part of the Baseball Writers Association (laughs) of America. The same dummies who voted Buck Showalter manager of the year over a manager who beat him out for the division title and another manager who set a National League record practically for the most victories ever in a season. I I, I keep getting more and more upset about this Buck Showalter thing because I was looking through the Mets' schedule last night, and on Monday, August 8th, they were up seven games in the division. Oh, yeah. They, they were... lost the division, and Buck Showalter's the best manager? They blew it. They had a 10-game lead. I know I'm beating this into the ground, but I am. You're not beating this into the ground. You're absolutely right. There's no way Showalter should have won it, and neither should have Snitker. Snitker had a World Series team that played like crap (laughs) for three months. Until the end. And then, you know, took advantage of the Mets' failure to win the division. Dave Roberts should have easily been the National League's manager of the year. But anyway... Uh, we will see what happens later today. I don't know that we're going to still be on the air. When I was they announce about that. The National League MVP award. Uh, they come on at three o'clock. They talk for hours upon end, and then they finally let you know who the winner is later on in the day. Like each hour at the end of each hour, right? So the might if they do the National League winner Please. first, we might get the announcement on our uh, during our program. But if they if not, if they want to announce. Aaron Judge is the American League winner first, then they'll do that. So we'll let you know what goes on. I'm telling you what, though, we have a we have a great day of uh, uh, of programming for you here today, and uh, especially if you're a college basketball fan. Matt Norlander, CBS Sports, covers NCAA college basketball for the uh, CBS Network. He will uh, join us to talk about uh, the season at hand. Last night, big upset in college basketball. Scraby, did you catch this one? Um, Don't know if you checked your college basketball scoreboard last night. Second-ranked Gonzaga was clobbered at Texas last night. So uh, the number two team in the nation takes a hit. Texas ranked number 11 with a uh, very, very nice uh, resume-building victory over Gonzaga last night. I saw somebody tweet this out today. They said, no wonder... Mark Few is so scared to schedule San Diego State. Uh-huh. I thought that was a very, uh, very well done text out there or yes. tweet, I yes. should say. Very good tweet. 
But, um, yeah, the Aztecs obviously are off to a 3-0 start, and we haven't forgotten about them. Keyshawn Johnson from the San Diego State basketball team will be on the program today at 3.30. So uh, Matt Norlander to talk about the uh, the uh, NCAA basketball scene at uh, 2.30, and then Keyshawn Johnson about 3.30 this afternoon to talk everything Aztecs. Of course, they are getting ready, packing their bags for a, a nice trip uh, out to Maui, although not a, uh, it's a business trip. I'm sure, sure Brian is. Dutcher will be telling his kids they have to play Ohio State, most likely Arizona, and then who knows in the third and final game. But uh, whatever the uh, whatever the uh, situation is, that third team they play will probably be another ranked team. So uh, it's a great tournament. Five of the eight teams in the tournament already are ranked. And uh, one of those teams, of course, is the Aztecs. So they'll get a big chance to show what they can do. So looking forward to all of that. And uh, we will have the Daily Gambit as well today, along with Chris versus the fans. And we will have Tony Gwynn's NFL picks today in for our Pick'em segment coming up a little later in the program. You know, I didn't get any thank you from Tony about getting him back in the yeah, running. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to make sure I get a thank you next week or at least at least you can attempt why to, you can I'm attempt to get you. one. Uh he still may not be pleased that you picked for him last week. He may not accept your gracious pick of the Washington Commanders. Well, then take that 11 points away from him. And the 11 points that you garnered for him yeah, as he tries away. to uh, come back in our little uh, weekly contest. Um, you'll just have to discuss that with Tony next week. I'm going to leave that up to you. Okay, I'm not, that's fine. I'm not going to get in the way. I'm going to let the two of you iron that out, as it were. I don't want him to have the points anymore. <laughs> now that he hasn't thanked me, now I'm that he hasn't thanked it. you, you're taking it. Uh, you're taking it rather hard. You're I will wait. You know what? Hard. This is this is old Scraby. New Scraby will wait until I speak. Yes, with Tony wait until you speak with him to Maybe see if he says something. He may he may bring you a bouquet of flowers. To thank you. Please don't, because I don't know what to do with them. With a bouquet of flowers? You bring yeah. them home to your mom, and you pres- you pretend that you went out and bought them. That's what <laughs> that you do with a great a bo- idea, actually. That's what you do with a bouquet of flowers. I'm good with that. I'm good yeah. with that. That's actually, exactly I'll give it to you, you too. That. You could take it home to Lori. Give me a couple so I can take them home to Lori. You're like, you know what? I was I was driving home from work, and I stopped in the local field, and I picked these for you. I have you. to tell you, many years ago, back in the day, I used to keep, there was a little flower shop on the corner near where Lori lived in uh, San Diego here. Okay. And uh, I believe I kept those people in business for a couple <laughs> of years. Seemed as if I stopped there just about every day. So Well, good for you. Flowers are a very good idea. Uh, here's what I don't like, an idea I don't like. The NFL has decided to move Sunday's Cleveland Browns versus Buffalo Bills game from snowy Buffalo to the comfy confines of indoor Detroit. And they're kicking the circus out of town. They're kicking the circus out of town, which is uh, just a part a of travesty. the uh, part of the collateral damage being done here <laughs> by the National Football League. Uh I don't know. I thought the NFL they played in all kinds of weather, all kinds of situations, all kinds of atmospheres. I understand there's supposed to be a ton of snow in Buffalo, but I don't really understand why the NFL seems you know, to think that the the better idea here is to uh, you know, to me this is a this is a big advantage. I maybe on the surface it doesn't seem like this, but I think this is a big advantage for the Buffalo Bills. Of course. Now, first of all, now they have to move out. They're not getting a home game. They don't get their home fans. 
I doubt very many people from Buffalo are going to travel to Detroit. Maybe I don't know. A it's few not too will. far. Well, okay, uh, like several thousand will, yeah, but they're yeah. not going to have not, eighty thousand. I don't know. Let's not put anything Bills past there. Bills Mafia because they are insane. They're pretty insane, but not too many of the people are going to be traveling to Detroit. They're going to be taking care of the uh, weather problem in their own city. That is true. Um, but here's why I think it's really, really unfair because. The Cleveland Browns, not a team I'm a big fan of, by the way, but on paper, the Cleveland Browns are nowhere near as good of a team as the Buffalo Bills. But if the Browns were to ever have a chance to upset the Bills, it would be because of Nick Chubb and their running game. That's true. And if the game is played in a driving snowstorm, guess what? That would eliminate a lot of Josh Allen's passing advantage to Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. and Gabriel Davis yeah. and the rest of those guys. Dawson Knox. And it would turn the game into a slugfest on the ground. And if this game was a slugfest on the ground in the snow, Cleveland would have a very good chance of, you know, maybe pulling off the upset. I agree. And I understand, you know, to me, you have to be able, you know, look, the Miami Dolphins are sitting there right now, okay, Knowing, and of course, they're the warm weather, you know, dolphins who, you know, live in the sunshine. They have to play at Buffalo in three weeks. So what if it snows just a little bit in Buffalo? Shouldn't the dolphins ask the NFL to move the game indoors somewhere? Give them a much better chance. I I just, uh, I, I think this is a, you know, it's too bad. Now, the NFL is trying to go highbrow. Yeah, they are. They're trying to go they very are. highbrow on this, and they're trying to say that the reason they are moving the game is not because they're worried that the Bills the and the Browns can't play a football yeah. game in snow. They say they're moving the game because they want to have, listen to this, BS. <laughs> they want to have resources available for other needs in the community and also for the safety of the people in the area. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You shouldn't be. I mean... Did you see... They Somebody tweeted out today some film of a game in Buffalo in 2017. Oh, yeah, against the Colts. When the Bills played the Colts. The Colts, of course, have all white uniforms. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't even see the Colts yeah. out on the field. The there Bills was so wore much snow. All red uniforms. Yeah, so you could kind of see them. Yeah, but you couldn't even see the Colts in all white because it was snowing so badly. I, I just it, this frustrates me. It frustrates me a little bit, and it, I, I shouldn't really be a big thing, you know. So what? It's a football game. They're moving to Detroit. You know, say la vie. But I, I just. You know, to me, I, I was excited about watching this game, weren't you? Oh yeah, I was. You I've wanted been to see the just how bad the con- you want to see how bad the conditions can get. Oh yeah, and you want to see if these guys can play through it. I mean, you know, look, the one of the most famous playoff games ever played is the Tuck Rule game, which had a lot between of the snow. Raiders and the Patriots, and the reason that is so memorable is not just because of the Tuck Rule, because it was so fun to watch these two teams slug it out in the snow. Alas, the Bills and Browns are going to have to move to Detroit, and I'm going to have to live with it. So. Have you seen uh, the the projection of how much snow they're supposed to get? Six feet. Yes, that's correct. And I saw I saw a couple of tweets. Yes, of, uh, Brutus fan just tweeted us with this. I think it was pretty the funny. Heights. Well, I, the tweet that I saw had a big pile of snow and this little 
I don't know, this little earth-browned creature trying to move its way through the snow. Okay. And it said, this is what Nick Chubb is going to look like on Sunday. <laughs> that is funny. Something like that. No, but, they, they put um, the, the graphics as six feet of snow possible in Buffalo on Sunday, and then they list the height of Devin Singletary at 5'7", oh. and Nick Chubb at 5'11", so they technically aren't going to be taller than we the We wouldn't snow be drift. able to see either of them. But they wouldn't be able to exist. I All right, look. Hey, I, I'll tell you another thing. The Dolphins and the Patriots went played a game back in 1982 that was so snowy, scraby, so pathetic that neither team could score in the game until the final seconds when the famous snowplow guy oh, yes. drove out on the field. I know this. You remember moment. this? I do. Where he like cleared a little patch. Of yeah, he grass. like deviated from the grass and right through the kicking right path. through the kicking area. The guy was on a federal prison work release That's program. The best part of it. Yeah, Don Shula <laughs> was beside himself but there wasn't anything he could do about it the guy uh, cleared a little space there and the patriot kicker ran out kicked a little field goal and the patriots won the game three to nothing it's all part of nfl lore you know part of the snow games i mean that's part of the greatness of the national football league i guess that's why i'm so disappointed but uh, anyway browns and bills will move indoors okay uh, we are underway where it's nice and cozy here in the odyssey palace studios uh, when we come back, Padres make it official today. They sign a reliever Robert Suarez to a five-year contract extension. We will hear from A.J. Preller some of the uh, comments he had about uh, the Padres deciding to re-sign Suarez and uh, why that was such a big priority. We'll get to that when we come back. Get the program rolling here. It is uh, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Gwen and Chris set sail here on a Thursday, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. You know one thing I love about sports, screaming, that always gets me going? What is that? Hypocrisy. Oh. I love hypocrisy. Not what I thought you were going to say. Welcome back to the uh, Gwen and Chris program. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace Studios. 2.23 is the time. Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, continuing to be incredibly hypocritical. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. They have uh, Manfred saying today that uh, he has uh, no intention of letting Pete Rose off the ineligible list and therefore is going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame forevermore. Uh, Manfred says, uh, anybody who bet on baseball belongs on the permanently ineligible list. Manfred then left the uh, press conference and went on a phone call with the people from DraftKings and FanDuel (laughs) and took hundreds of millions of their dollars to go ahead and be sponsors of Major League Baseball. Hey, don't forget. Uh, Major League Baseball and the umpires, or maybe the umpires union or whatever, partnered with FTX. Another who was one. in the middle of uh, billions of dollars of craziness right now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, baseball's more than happy to promote gambling, to uh, basically put odds up during its games. Allow you to bet during the game. Invite you to, uh, you know, be partner with FanDuel and DraftKings and take as much money as they possibly can. But uh, Pete Rose... Uh, will not be going into the Hall of Fame anytime soon. Uh, a couple of other quick baseball notes for you. Um, the uh, well, the Aaron Judge sixty-second home run ball. Did you see this? Screaming? Yeah, it's in the Big Five. Oh, it's in the Big Five. Yeah, right, I don't want to get go too ahead, much it, on it. it. Well, somebody offered $3 million for it. That's the question we're going to ask in the Big Five. And it was declined. Yes. The $3 million was declined. So we will uh, find out about that a little bit later on in the Big Five. Justin Verlander and Sandy Alcantara celebrating their Cy Young Awards, as we mentioned right at the top of the show. Manny Machado will find out his fate today in the National League MVP race, Aaron Judge. I, I don't see how this is a contest against Shohei Otani, but a lot of people think Otani is going to sneak in there. Dallas Braden is really, really trying to make a case, I believe, for uh, Otani. For Otani? Yeah. Well, we will see how that goes. Uh, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but the Mariners made a nice trade, I think, yesterday as well. They uh, picked up uh, Toronto Blue Jays slugging outfielder Teoscar Hernandez. That gives the Mariners, you know, the rookie of the year, Juan Gonzalez, or not Juan Gonzalez, uh, Julio Rodriguez. Yes. <laughs> Juan Gonzalez is a former right fielder for the Texas Rangers, an MVP in his own right back yes. in the day. 
But, uh, yes, Julio Rodriguez and now uh, Teoscar Hernandez. That's a nice pickup for the Mariners yesterday. Mariners are building something up there. Well, they're trying to chase down the Astros in the American League West, and that's what teams should do. I mean, if you've got a great team out there, do what the Padres are doing, which is going after the Dodgers. They're not just – the Padres aren't just sitting there going, well – you know, the Dodgers are too good. We just can't, you know, we can't compete with them. The Padres are saying, absolutely not. We feel we can compete with them, and we know that we can beat them. We did it in the National League Divisional Series this year. To that end, A.J. Preller announcing today, making it official, that the Padres have re-signed uh, relief pitcher Robert Suarez. Five-year contract, Scraby? Is that correct? What Five-year you, uh, contract. Yes. Are there any uh, opt-outs after three? Opt-outs. Yes. After three years. All right. That's a big thing nowadays. The opt-out. Yeah, it, it allows each each side to feel better about themselves. Feel better about the deal that they've made. Here's yeah. AJ Preller discussing. Play the second one first, Scraby. Uh, here he is discussing his decision to re-sign Suarez and why doing that was such a big priority. I mean, obviously, very excited to be here today. Um, as we we entered into the into the off season, you know, one of our top priorities um, and our first order of business was to get Robert back under contract. Uh, you know, he had an opportunity last year to uh, to pitch in the in the big leagues, and I think just seeing his progression throughout the season, from you know the first half of the year to to you know him becoming a regular part of our bullpen to being a force, you know, throughout the second half of the season. Um, you know, you look at the experiences he's had from from being in Japan for seven years and then coming to uh, coming to the States and a new team, new environment. Uh, he quickly became a big part of our, our team, our bullpen. And, you know, for us, obviously, we see him as, as a real weapon and somebody that can pitch in high leverage situations. And again, like going into the offseason was a uh, was a huge priority for us. So we're, we're super excited today to, you know, to, to have Robert here for uh, for the next five years. And um, yeah, I think just want to say congratulations to Robert. He's, he's done great work here over the last, you know, seven plus years in his journey from, you know, going to Japan and then back to the States. And, uh, you know, a person from Bob, myself, Ruben, everybody agreed going to the offseason was it was a huge priority for us. And they have uh, taken care of that priority. Now, Suarez is already 31 years of age, even though that was his rookie season last year. One of the older rookies in uh, Major League Baseball history. Yeah. I I don't know too many rookies who finish up their first season at the age of 31, but uh, I'm never concerned about the age so much with a pitcher as I would be with a position player. I think some people are like, wow, he's going to be 36 when this is over. 36, Justin Verlander is like 50, (laughs) and he just won the Cy Young Award. So uh, that's really not of much concern. Suarez really did have a remarkably good year, and by the postseason he was a a key part of that bullpen, even though he did, truth be told, give up the home run to Bryce Harper in the uh, deciding NLCS game. I still say it was a pretty good pitch. Um, you know, I don't think it was like Suarez choked and threw him a cookie. Throw him a 99-mile-an-hour fastball on the outside corner. Not too many people can hit that out of the ballpark the other way, but Bryce Harper did exactly that. Uh, one last thing from A.J. Preller about Robert Suarez, talking about his chance to close perhaps in the future because that's what a lot of Padre fans are thinking. I think, again, if you're going to win a championship, you've got to have – you know, a, a lot of relievers that could that could pitch late in the game and, and could pitch that ninth inning. And I think what we saw this year with Robert is, you know, he's he's that type of, you know, he's that type of pitcher. So high leverage guy. Um, you know, obviously we've got Josh Hader here, so we've got the luxury of, of you know the best closer in the game or, or one of the top closers in the game here. And uh, you know, and, and I think it's a really nice pairing with him and Robert. But again, I, I think like you know when we when you look at the, the commitment we made. 
I think we feel like Robert could pitch, you know, the seventh, eighth, ninth. He could he could pitch any of those spots against the best parts of the lineup. And if you're going to the championship, you need to have multiple guys that can do that. We feel like he's more than capable of doing that. Boy, A.J. Preller is a master. He's a master. We say it all the time. And not answering the question and just telling you a bunch of stuff that really doesn't answer the question. I think you can read between the lines, though. Uh, Hader is uh, in his final year of control yeah. coming up for the Padres. And uh, But the thing, the one thing I will defend A.J. Preller's answer is the fact that you don't know how things are going to turn out. Is Hader going to, you know, he could get hurt. He yeah. could have a bad year. I, a million things could happen. Suarez could have a bad year. And uh, then, you know, Hader leaves, and then somebody else is the close. You, you, you can't just anoint Suarez as the closer for 2024 right now. There's too many things that are going to happen between now and then. All right. Good start to the day. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk some college basketball. The uh, season is upon us. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com, joins us when we return. Stick around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the program. 2.38 is the time. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace studios. San Diego, California, home of the uh, Aztecs, who are 3-0 and to start the college basketball season. That's got people pretty excited around here. USD is also 3-0, and so we don't want to leave out uh, Steve Lavin's Toreros, who I believe play Utah State tonight. Uh, yes. Jenny Craig Pavilion. Yes. So uh, good luck to the Toreros. They try to they shoot for four and Of course, UCSD also. Look, they knocked off Cal the other night. So uh, college basketball is off to a a good start in town. Matt Norlander from CBS Sports is going to join us here shortly. Talk a little bit about uh, college hoops. The start of the season last night, Texas upset number two Gonzaga. And beat them uh, rather handily, ninety-three to seventy-four. Very impressive win by uh, Texas last night. So that gets them on the radar 
early this season. Of course, uh, you got to round up the usual suspects at the top of the rankings, North Carolina, Kansas. They met in the championship game a year ago, and Kentucky's always there, Michigan State, which upset Kentucky the other day. So, uh, yeah, it's the usuals as we start the season, and Matt Norlander does indeed join us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Matt, thanks for your time. How are you today? Doing all right. I'm on the East Coast here, so it's uh, kids are eating dinner, and uh, this is well timed. I got it all done done before the radio hit here. So perfect. Oh, thank you very thank much. you very much, Matt. We appreciate it. Uh, well, Texas, I guess, is the first team to really kind of make a statement this year. Uh, how surprised uh, should we be that they uh, blew out Gonzaga last night, almost by 20 points? There should be a decent amount of surprise with that. I I, I picked Texas to win the game. They had the home floor and. Both teams projected and some predicted metrics to be top five quality in the entire country. So I actually thought it was going to be a competitive game that Texas was going to win by, you know, three, four, five points. It wasn't that. What we got was just an outstanding performance from uh, a Texas backcourt that maybe, I'm not going to say this is going to be like one of the absolute best here, but Tyrese Hunter was one of the more valuable guys that went to the transfer portal. And he, after having two just okay games last night, I mean, he just he had the best game of his college career. He is a sophomore, but 26 points, hit five three-pointers, and did a lot of, you know, did a lot of what they asked of him on both ends of the floor. He, you know, he's such a, he is such a disciplined defender uh, that he compliments Marcus Carr, who is now in his second season at Texas. He's a super senior, and uh, those two are just, just tremendous. So they played well. Dylan Mitchell's the freshman to know. He had a couple of huge dunks overall, and that was uh, that was big time to see Texas do what they did. I don't have too many concerns about Gonzaga through one game. Gonzaga's going to you know play against Kentucky in a home tilt on Sunday, and that's going to be another interesting test overall. Um, we'll see how they respond. They got you know they got a win against Michigan State on an aircraft carrier. They didn't play well in that game, but they did come back and they did. They did, you know, manage a win there. So, listen, it was uh, it was nice to see. And most of all, you know, as we talk right now, we've had neutral court stuff, multi-team tournaments happening around the country, and they're going to continue. And those are fun. They provide really good matchups. But, I mean, it was just undeniable watching that game last night, just the, you know, the reminder of just how superior contests are in both basketball and, of course, football. Um, in football, it's more of a deal also in the beginning of the season where if you can get these games in true road environments right, and, you know, home environments, whatever your perspective may be, it just it helps the television product that much. And uh, and I'm sure on a certain level, Mark is not happy with how that game went, but uh, he knows he can use it as a learning tool. And we'll see if that charges them to show up in a big way against Kentucky on Sunday. We're talking college basketball with Matt Norlander of CBS Sports on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And I think uh, right here in San Diego, the Aztecs have a pretty good home court advantage. And uh, we've seen them start 3-0 and this year. So what are your thoughts on the Aztecs? Uh, do you like what you're seeing? They are ranked number 17. Do you think that they can go even higher? Uh, well, you know, yes, because the biggest reason being uh for cbs i rank the top 101 teams entering a season and i had san diego state in the top 10 so as far as i'm concerned uh sdsu is not as high as it should be at this point particularly after you know it it got the job done against byu and then it goes in against a stanford team that's not projected to make the ncaa tournament but you know maybe i don't know maybe that's a top six team and a just okay pac 12 but has done everything you could ask of the team so far defense still looks pretty good i'd argue 
it's a good sign that they've been 3-0 the way they have with Matt Bradley not being, like, a top three guy on the team so far. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a very encouraging thing because we – that's not going to continue. That would be a, a genuinely surprising uh, turn of events if, if Matt Bradley suddenly – uh, what it wasn't a, a good three-point shooter and, you know, a focal point at both ends of the floor. He just hasn't been that so far. Fortunately, Jerry and Trammell has lived up to the billing, and that's kind of a name where nationally, like most people don't know who that is, but obviously you and your listeners do, and him coming over as a, as a needed point guard after, you know, excelling at Seattle in the WAC the past couple of years, uh, he's certainly been good. And I remain a big-time Nathan Mensah guy. You know, he would be among my – more undervalued bigs in the entire country there and yeah this is this is the best non this is the best i don't want to you know get your listeners all up in a tizzy <laughs> here but the san diego state like it does qualify as a mid-major like it's a, it's a fuzzy definition but it, it is like you know yeah. obviously until steve fisher got there two decades ago i mean it had no hoops history so anyway what i'm trying to say here is i think that san diego state will be the best mid-major program in the country this season and i think that will bear out not just later this month although we'll see that maui tournament's kind of be a beast i don't know if they they're going to be able to get three wins but i think they'd get at least two but when we look up in the middle of january in the mountain west which should be solid right but i think that san diego state's going to run away with that league i think i think they're going to win it by at least four games that will only reinforce their their bona fides as a top 10 top 15 team well, uh, from your uh, mouth to God's ears, uh, Matt, I hope the season works out exactly like you're saying. Matt Norlander from CBS Sports is our guest. Let's talk a little bit more about this Maui Invitational. The Aztecs open up against Ohio State on Monday. Then they get the winner of Arizona versus Cincinnati. Most people feel that would be Arizona. But on the other side of the bracket, my goodness, Arkansas, which was Elite Eight last year, Texas Tech, Creighton, which is highly ranked, Louisville, which is still Louisville despite some early season struggles. Uh, give us a little preview of the tournament beyond San Diego State. What are they looking at here? Well, San Diego State wants to avoid playing Louisville at any cost because it's not Louisville. I mean, it's 0-3. There are three one-point losses at home, but all the mid-majors and weird you know, final possession or penultimate possessions there. Louisville won't even be good enough to make the NIT this season. It's the only uh, bad team that's in this bracket. I'd say Texas Tech can win it. Creighton can win it. Arkansas can win it. San Diego State can win it. Arizona can win it. I think that's it. I don't – Ohio State's that's a good a lot of teams opponent. in one tournament that can win it, right? Correct. And I would even say, like, Ohio State can win two. Cincinnati can win two. Louisville can probably only top out at one if it plays a really good game there. Um, and every team in this bracket except Creighton, its primary color is red. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Very weird. Very odd. So go watch, <laughs> watch, the, watch the only non-red dominated team, Creighton, go out and win this whole thing, right? Um, but Ohio State is among the – I said this in the preseason. Uh, the Buckeyes are among the three to seven more mysterious teams to me to peg – I'd say their variance could be anywhere from they could be a I think I think they would top out as a three seed projection wise in the NCAA tournament or they could miss the tournament altogether. Holtman is a really good coach. They're three and zero, but they played three teams at home that are in the three hundred. They're all quad four wins. Like they aren't good teams they played. We don't know how good or not Ohio State will be this season. Um, I think San Diego State will beat Ohio State. It projects as a better team. And I think it just has, it has more reliable players on it. Elsewhere in the bracket, uh, I'll be real quick on this. Texas Tech is year two under Mark Adams. They made the Sweet 16 a, a season ago, and you know they they got put up against it against Duke in the uh, in the tournament. I was actually at that game. 
they lost some key pieces there. You know, if we got somehow San Diego State versus Texas Tech, that really might be a first to 50 kind of wins, but not in an ugly way, but just, you know, both teams are so good defensively. I'm intrigued by that. I'd be surprised if Texas Tech won it. Creighton is the real deal, brings back all of its starters, and one through six probably has as much reliability and and combination of reliability and veteran presence one through six as maybe any other you know any other team in the country there, but we will see. They rated as a top fifty team last season. We're going to see if they really really can make that jump or not. Um, I mentioned Louisville, Arkansas has not yet had Nick Smith. It's coveted most highly ranked freshman. They've had some other really good freshmen on the floor. Arkansas is a trendy top ten level kind of team right now, but they have to prove it. Maui will be the place for that to happen. Very interested to see what happens there. And then Cincinnati, Arizona. Cincinnati's in the second season under Wes Miller. Wes Miller, very good coach, young coach, uh, basically finished second to getting the UNC job to Hubert Davis, who obviously got it, was on staff. Wes Miller was running UNC Greensboro for a decade after getting that gig at like 28, 29 years old. Uh, Cincinnati uh, is going to be a team that I think either just barely makes the tournament or is like a one or two seed in the NIT. But uh, a Maui, you know, if they go two and one at Maui, that that out, outlook changes. I think they're going to go one and two there. Arizona obviously was a one two last season. Tommy Lloyd now lost some of the guys that Sean Miller recruited, but Tommy Lloyd did a great job with those players that Miller and his staff brought to that um, that program there. And they've got some good players. Uh, I'd be fascinated if you if you could have me pick any second round matchup. Um, I'd probably want to see Creighton Arkansas over anything else, but then give me. San Diego State, Arizona, a little West Coast flavor, so to speak, and uh, two different styles very much. The way that Dutcher runs his, his offense and his team is different from what Tommy Lloyd, but um, that's kind of why Maui is just always delivered. There's usually a, a good variety of not just like not just teams from around the country, but also teams that, that run different stuff and, and they contrast well. The, the tournament's usually reliable for that kind of stuff, and we'll get it again next week. We're talking to the very, very knowledgeable Matt Norlander of CBS Sports here I on the. I was looking forward to the Maui tournament before, but now I'm totally yeah, psyched because I know everything about up. it. Yeah, Chris was I'm pumped up to during go. that whole yeah, thing. Let's bring it on. Uh, on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. So last week, uh, Dan Patrick made some rumors about San Diego State moving into the Pac 12 that didn't actually come to fruition, and it could happen here in the next whatever. But I, my question to you, Matt, is the Pac 12 a conference that's going to kind of be the thing of the past, or if the Aztecs move into the Pac-12, basketball specifically, does this raise their profile? Ooh. um, So, like, I've heard and talked with a few sources going back a few months that San Diego State would be at the top of the list of candidates to move into the Pac-12, Pac-10, however we want to call this, if indeed that winds up happening. Now, right now, the Pac-12 is trying to determine how it is going to deal with its media rights and where it can get its – it's got to get football figured out. Like, that's the biggest thing, and obviously SDSU has has had some success on the football field, and that will matter as well. I was talking with someone earlier today. There's a little bit of – not disagreement, but a little bit of – let's get some more research into that over how much of a value add SDSU would be to a PAC 12 contract. Cause again, every school you bring in uh, the revenue share gets split up and the PAC 12 is going to try and make itself as affluent as possible on a school by school basis. So SDSU, would they bring Gonzaga in? Obviously no football there. 
uh, plenty of Gonzaga Big 12 noise that has legitimate legs to it, but that's still not like that ball is not at the five yard line or anything like that right now. And I I believe that San Diego State will eventually go to the Pac-12. That's my, that's my belief. I don't think it's happening this week or next week or anything like that. Yeah, uh, they've got to they've got to figure out other things. But I, I think the Pac-12 needs to try and add probably at least two teams, maybe it stays at a Pac-12, uh, to to keep itself viable, interesting, profitable. You know, San Diego is not the L.A. market. San Diego State is not UCLA or USC. There's just no denying that. But it is it is a school in Southern California, and that does bring plenty in. Who's to say that, you know, SDSU could not be – like, it already is what it is in basketball. We get that. But, like, from a national perspective, why can't that school, if afforded a chance at going into a power conference in, you know, five to eight years' time, why can't it be a program that is either, uh, you know, in the top 25 in both the big revenue-producing sports or near it on an almost annual basis there? So I, I keep an eye on that. That that. What Dan Patrick said has been talked about, you know, behind the scenes for a couple of months here. The question just becomes, by adding them, are you just going to add – because I've heard if they add, it's maybe it's just San Diego State. You know, maybe Gonzaga won't go in. There's a, I won't bore you with the details on that, but there's, there's been resistance to Gonzaga for a while, and I just wonder if the Pac-12 isn't making a mistake by trying to add them in basketball, or would it be anyone else? I've heard Boise doesn't have a ton of legs. Uh, SMU has been tossed out there as a potential. Then you go, you know, try and get in that time zone. I don't know. We'll wait and see. But I think that the Pac-12 right now puts San Diego State as its most desired school outside the conference. If it were to expand, I still think there's a chance that it doesn't expand. Matt, uh, tremendous. I, I, I can't tell you. That was uh, the most uh, informative uh, interview I think we've done in months and months. Thanks so much for the time. Look forward to a great college basketball season. I hope we can catch up with you again. And, uh, Let's see what happens out here in San Diego. Thanks for keeping an eye on the Aztecs. All right, fellas. Appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Will do. Happy holidays to you as well. That's uh, CBS Sports' Matt Norlander joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Always happy to have a guy on who uh, has San Diego State in his own personal uh, Yes, 10. I didn't know that when I reached out to yes. him. And, and I must tell you that... You know, not every national college basketball writer can name guys on the Aztec roster like this guy. No, you no. know Darian Trammell. I mean, just straight, yeah. you know, transfer from Seattle. Nathan Mensa uh-huh. talking about you know Matt Bradley. I mean, and and the fact that you know Bradley hasn't shot it well early in the season. He knows what's going. He's on. He's watching with the Aztecs. He's keeping an eye he, on this. He ball club, and so. uh, John Rothstein. We've had him on before. John just it, our schedule and his schedule just don't work out because he's on TV, or we would have him on more. But he's a big Aztec fan as well. I think you, I remember him talking to you guys about some of the early 2000s teams and all that stuff. Way back when. Yeah, but, uh, yeah Matt Norlander, he knows his college basketball. I mean, he just gave me, you know, about a two-minute, maybe three, maybe four, <laughs> gave me a preview of the Maui Invitational and got me totally fired up for this tournament. Now. Yeah, and he I knows mean, all only, the teams. and Not only Ohio State. But you know the second round, if the Aztecs do get get to play Ohio, you know get to beat Ohio State and can play Arizona, that's always a big you know feather in your cap if you can knock them off. And then no matter who you play on the other side of the bracket, if it's Creighton, it, to me preferably it'd be Creighton. You know why? 
Because Creighton beat the Aztecs in the NCAA yeah, you, you, tournament. You want a revenge year. game, I want a little huh? revenge yeah, on those guys. I kind of figured that was coming from you. You know, uh, the other interesting matchup would be Arkansas. Eric Musselman, who coached yeah, here at USD. Yeah. And uh, he's got a team that was in the Elite Eight last year. And he did some heavy Padres repping during the playoffs, He too. did. He was out there throwing out some first pitches, Eric yeah. Musselman was. So, yeah, that Maui Invitational is going to really be something. All right. In the, final, in the next hour, we'll focus on the Aztecs themselves. Keyshawn Johnson from the San Diego State basketball team will join us. First, we uh, get you caught up on everything going on in the sports world on this Thursday. And a little Daily Gambit action when we return. Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 